Amen. Well, good morning. You can turn your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Amen. Had a blessed week. Just been listening to messages in regards to apologetics and creation. I tell you, I love my job. Really, I, all I do is just listen to messages all day and, and meditate on the scriptures and do a little horticulture work on the side. It is absolutely glorious. Amen. And taking notes all the while. So I have much to share with you this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 6, starting in verse 11. Our topic this morning will be the religion of scientism. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I charge, I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Amen. Do you want to witness a good confession, young people? Do you want to be faithful, young people? You know, the primary things in life, I believe there's two. Knowing God and making Him known. And that's what the Christian gives his life for. Amen? The Bible furthermore says in Proverbs chapter 15, it says, the heart of the righteous studieth to answer. I ask you, young people, are you studying God's Word that you might have an answer for others to make God known? You say, well, I just don't have time, Brother Charlie. I know we live busy lives, but you do have some time. What are you doing during that time? Are you really taking it serious? What you are upon this earth for, you have the opportunity to study that you can have truth to give to an eternal soul. What are you giving your time to? Amen. And you know, really, sometimes I wonder, some of you young people, what your vision for the future is. Amen. What do you see for yourself? Do you really see yourself? Is it your desire to one day, Lord willing, get married and have a large family? Amen. Christians love children and they are jealous for progeny so that they can have a large family and raise up soldiers for Christ and train and disciple them to send them forth into this earth. Does that truly burn in your heart to follow the path of your mother and father? I wonder if it really does. Amen. Verse 14, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
But if we are going to be faithful, we must take heed to Paul's warning to Timothy down in verse 20. He says, oh, Timothy, and I say to you this morning, young people of CFF, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we come before your throne, a needy people, Lord, a hungry people, desiring to know your ways and your will, to think rightly about you. Lord, I pray that you would grant me articulation and utterance Let me speak as the oracle of God. Father, I pray you would quicken each and every heart. That you would grant a hearing ear, a seeing eye. Let your word, O God, have free course. Have your way this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. What we are dealing with, basically, evangelistically, when we go out, to the campuses to preach is humanism. And humanism is merely, in essence, the deification of man. Now, there are different classes or denominations within humanism. You have the outright, bold, honest humanist. He just says, party. You only go around once in life, so go for all the gusto you can get. But then there are other humanists. We have the pseudo-intellectual humanists, which we're dealing with on campus. The evolutionists, the philosopher king, so to speak. And then we have the religious humanists. And the bottom line for all of these humanists is they want to be God themselves. Some of them are honest about it, but usually most want to justify it. And they will either use... The intellectual fig leaves of philosophy or science to justify their humanism or they will use religion. You see, when you're dealing with people that are justifying sin as they profess to follow follow Christ, they're just humanists. They want to be God. They want to run their life. They want to please themselves. That's why they defend sin. They're just humanists who use religion to justify Those that have embraced scientism are seeking to use science to justify their rebellion against God. And thus I would propose to you this morning, and and that's mainly what we're dealing with at LSU. We're dealing with apostate American Christendom and scientism. And I would propose to you this morning that modern science which is science falsely so-called, is being used as one of Satan's primary weapons of conquest and deception in this hour. We must not be ignorant of this device. We must not be ignorant of what Satan is doing, 
But we must also be personally grounded in the truth, thus being able to see that the scientist has no clothes. Amen? You know, science parades itself as a roaring lion. But when you expose it and scrutinize it with the light of God's word and logic and rationality and true science, it's nothing but a shivering mouse that's in a corner. That's all that science falsely so-called truly is. But if you are going to see that, young people, and not forsake the vision and the way, if you're not going to be moved by this spirit of our age, you are going to have to see this yourself. Scientism is being used to attack Christianity and the perfection of God's word, perhaps greater than any other thing. Scientism is being used by the devil to promote compromise and undermine the faith. Of Christians. It is seeking to provide an alternate epistemology to revelation, whereby man can now know truth without God and His Word. In essence, modern science has become the great justifier of rebellion against God, and it has supposedly provided scientific excuses to reject Christianity. In fact, I would say that in our day, the spirit of Antichrist is perhaps using no other vehicle so successfully to attack and undermine the truth of Christianity as modern science. It has become the body and the voice of the spirit of Antichrist. And what does Antichrist mean? It means either in place of or against Christ. And oh, doesn't science, falsely so called, fit that definition? Seeking to put something in place of God. And anything that tries to substitute itself for God is of necessity against God. Tragically, most today, even in the professing church, when it comes to natural phenomena in the world, esteem the word of the so-called scientist above the word of God. And the fear of being characterized as unscientific has called multitudes to abandon a literal genesis, a literal six-day creation, a global flood, as well as a young earth. What we are witnessing is an exponential increase in knowledge. Knowledge doubled from 100 B.C. to 1700 A.D. It took 1800 years. But then it doubled again from 1700 to 1900, only 200 years. Then from 1990 to 1950, in 50 years it doubled. Then from 50 to 70, in 20 years it doubled. And then from 1970 to 1980, in 10 years it doubled. It doubled then from 1980 to 88 in eight years. And now they say knowledge doubles every 12 months. And soon they say it will double every 12 hours. Every 12 hours. This is amazing. But when technological advancements are coupled with moral decline, 
there are horrific consequences. Tozer said man has become so technologically advanced that he can destroy the world with the push of a button. But he's become so morally depraved that he cannot keep himself from doing such. Men of the past, they saw this day. Men like George Orwell, who wrote in 1949 his novel, 1984. Another man, Algis Huxley, I read this book in high school, written in 1931 called A Brave New World, in which these men saw the end of scientism. And what we are witnessing today is the full-fledged coronation of the religion of scientism. Perhaps you were wondering, well, Brother Charlie, please do tell what is scientism. Scientism is the religious belief that modern science is the determiner of truth as well as the custodian of reason and knowledge. Thus, science possesses the answer to everything. Now, are we opposed to science? Not at all. It's just like I tell the, the LSU students, I'll be, so, so you're against all empirical data? Absolutely not. I'm not against any empirical data because it all confirms the scriptures. I'm against empiricism as an overarching philosophy of epistemology. We're not against being rational, God forbid. We're against rationalism, which exalts the mind of man above the word of God. Likewise, We're not against science at all. We love science, but we are against scientism, which exalts science to the place of God. Moreover, scientism is the belief that the scientific method has no limits. The most important thing to know about the scientific method are the limits of the scientific method. Oh, yes, it's beneficial for some things. But it has limits. According to scientism, though, it has no limits and can be successfully applied to almost all aspects of life, thus providing an explanation for everything. You know, you hear modern scientists, Stephen Hawking, they are searching for the theory of everything. One theory that will encapsulate and define and explain everything in the universe. Scientism is essentially a religion where its followers worship and esteem science and its rituals and its results. Furthermore, scientism is the belief that modern science supplies the only reliable method of knowledge about the world. And therefore, scientists should be the ones to dictate all public policy and even our moral beliefs as well. Perhaps you've experienced the scientific snobbery of some as you've talked to them at LSU. You, you want to enter into a conversation and you begin to talk to them. and well, What are your credentials? Or you want to bring in a, a creation scientist, even with a PhD. Oh, he, he's not a real scientist. You see... According to them, if you're going to talk about how something can come from nothing or, you know, how life can come from non-life, you know, these things require somebody that has been brainwashed and indoctrinated in the schools of our land. I mean, anybody with just common sense who can see right through it, but they're not qualified. They, they don't have the credentials. In short, scientism is a comprehensive and authoritarian worldview 
setting forth the methods of science to explain, define, and control all the aspects of human life. Listen to what Bertrand Russell, a famous atheist, said. Whatever knowledge is attainable must be attainable by scientific methods. And what science cannot discover, mankind cannot know. Who sees the logical fallacy in that statement? Anybody? Did science discover that? <laughs> Absolutely not. He is making an announcement here. But science has not discovered or proved that only science can discover knowledge. Do, do you see that? And it's all self-refuting. It's all nonsense when you really examine it in the light of God's word and logic. The roots of scientism extend as far back as the early 1600s, the scientific revolution. Men such as Francis Bacon, Rene Descartes. Y'all know Descartes? Well, what did Descartes say? Who can tell me? Colby? Yes, cogito ergo su. I think, therefore I am. Oh, they think that's great. But what's the problem with that statement right there? He is starting with I to prove I. Their, their greatest syllogism is begging the question. Do, do you see how ridiculous and absurd? This is man trying to find an answer apart from God. And it's all self-refutation. But these men spearheaded an international movement proclaiming a new foundation for learning. One that involved careful scrutiny of nature. Instead of the study of the scriptures. And such humanistic religious zealots who have followed in their path seek to replace God with science as the source for knowledge and the foundation of society. If I were to ask you this morning, what is the Christian's primary presupposition? You had to boil it down to one thing. I could give it to you in seven words. Timothy, God is, that's part of it. Yes, yes. God exists and his word is truth. Ah, there it is right there. You just, you just stand right there. God exists, the Christian God, and his word is truth. But in meditating upon that, the antithesis of that would be the primary presupposition of the humanist, which would be what? Protagoras, an old philosopher back there with, with some of these others that we have talked about. You know what Protagoras said? Homo mensur. What does that mean? Man is the measure of all things. And you can add to that. And his senses and reason will lead him into all truth. Ah, oh, do you see that? Those are the two fundamental presuppositions of the two primary or ultimate worldviews of life. You see, man is the measure. And science, not God's spirit and God's word, will lead him into all truth. You see, modern science has indeed replaced Jesus Christ as the Messiah for it allows man to seemingly ascend to Godhood and realize heaven on earth. We're seeing the fulfillment 
of Satan's prophecy in the garden to Eve. Eve, ye shall be as God. Set the word of God aside as your standard and definer of all truth and use your own senses and your own reason. And by that, you can know and determine yourself apart from God what is right and wrong, true and false, and good and evil. And we are now witnessing the fulfillment of that prophecy through scientism. You see, supposedly modern science can and will answer all of man's questions and solve all of man's problems. Just give it enough time. Amen. The hero of the plot. Scientism claims that by learning how the physical world works, man can become masters and possessors of nature. In doing so, it's believed that humans can overcome hunger through innovations in agriculture, eliminate disease through medical research, and dramatically improve overall quality of life through technology and industry. Ultimately, according to the gospel of scientism, science will save humans from unnecessary suffering and their self-destructive tendencies. And it promises to achieve these goals, not in the afterlife, Hey, we got something better than Christianity. You can have it while you're alive. But there are wonderful promises for you after you die as well. This is what Carolyn Porco, an American planetary scientist, said. Amen. And if you want to get a stomachache, just Google her and listen to some of her videos. She said, all the atoms of our bodies will be blown into space in the disintegration of the solar system to live forever as mass and energy. (laughs) Then she says this, that's what we should be teaching our children, not fairy tales about angels and seeing grandma in heaven. Isn't that a great hope? Amen. You'll explode with the energy, with the universe and live forever as particles of mass and energy. Amen. You see, scientism is a comprehensive worldview whose powers and promises are unlimited. You know, it's believed that one day our sun is going to stop shining. It's just going to wear down. But the moderns, don't worry. We'll make a new one. Science will solve the mental problems of man with drugs. It will create new... Science is not saying we can just have organ transplants. They are growing human organs in animals. They're making new organs for man. They will create herbicides and pesticides for optimal farming. They will even control the weather, Brother Timothy. How about this, Williams? There will even be air-conditioned communities. I know that sounds kind of tempting, Brother Brent, but hold your ground, dear brother. In fact, they will create a workless world. Amen? And we know Brother Brian's not going to be deceived by that nonsense. But I wonder about some others of you. Amen. Moreover, biology will grant insight into the true nature of man. 
enabling the producing of laws and ethical systems consistent with man's nature. Thus, science will create a scientifically generated moral code from logic. In the new scientific utopia, hey, there will be holidays or holy days. Do you know that they celebrate Darwin Day, his birthday on February the 12th? They even celebrate Earth Day, amen? And you know, I'm kind of sentimental myself. On Earth Day, I do like to give a big shout out to the Earth and wish her a happy birthday. And let her know that she doesn't look a day over 6,000 years. (laughs) Oh, beautiful Earth. But the cult of scientism... They'll even have camp meetings. They started them in Washington, D.C. It's called the Reason Rally. And they all converge there to edify and encourage one another in the way. Perhaps they'll even develop some support groups for atheistic parents to help them answer the questions of their children, such as, Mommy and Daddy... Does God know we don't believe in Him? (laughs) The potential is unlimited, truly. They will even provide a purpose for mankind. and That purpose will be to give their lives to convince everyone that there is no purpose at all. But I tell you, You talk to some of these biology majors at LSU, they're eaten up with a zeal for scientism and to preach their gospel and warn men of the dangers of Christianity. And that's the thing. You know, the old atheists, they they didn't believe in God. The new atheist, he doesn't only not believe in God, but he believes that Christianity is dangerous and he must rid the earth of such a noxious influence. Scientism is indeed the setting forth of an alternative to God. One that is omnipotent, for man through science can do anything. One that is omniscient, for man through science can know everything. One that is sovereign, for man through science can control everything. And one that is all wise, for man through science can explain everything. And even one that is all love. Because man through science can meet every need. In fact, the God that emerges from scientism has all the attributes and the power of God just in a naturalized form. In fact, when you hear Darwin talking about how everything came from nothing, You just listen long enough, and as nothing will evolve into a something, in fact, a very extraordinary something, which, when he's finished talking, has all the attributes of God. They just don't call it God. They call it time and chance and matter and nothing. You see, when you reject God, that's the same for us as well. If you reject the biblical God in here, young people, you're not going to live in a religious vacuum. Something else is going to come up in its place. You're going to imagine something wrong about God and live your life accordingly. Likewise, when the atheist rejects God, there can't be a vacuum. Something is going to take his place. 
You see, one of the great myths of our day is the myth of religious neutrality. The ACLU is not purging our schools of religion. They're just replacing the religion of Christianity with the religion of secular humanism or scientism. Pluralism is impossible. You see, they talk about relativism and tolerance and pluralism. These things are all self-refuting and impossible. You see, I was listening to a man last week. He was on a TV show. He was the token Christian that everybody was beaten up. And the whole show was about pluralism. You know what he said? He said, you know, after they had all just beat him down and, and, and mocked him and ridiculed him, he said, basically, what y'all are saying is Christianity is not a religion or a, a legitimate way to God. That's right. He said, well, you just refuted your whole show. I thought this was about pluralism, how every view is, is, is legitimate. <laughs> you see how self-refuting it is? You see, there's only two ultimate religions. Christianity and humanism. And there can be no tolerance ultimately for either one of them towards the other. Only one of them can survive. And all we're witnessing today, all of this tolerance and pluralism and and religious neutrality, all of this is nothing but a smokescreen in order to do away with God so we can usher in the new God, which is man in the name of scientism. That's all that's going on right now. Yes, sir. You see, the new scientism will be not a democracy, but a scientocracy. And in a scientocracy, the right to rule is based on scientific expertise. And if anyone refuses to acquiesce to scientism, they are against progress and must be removed. Dawkins says it's absolutely safe to say that if you meet somebody who claims not to believe in evolution, that person is ignorant, stupid, or insane, or wicked. But I'd rather not consider that. You see, as one scientific engineer said, people are not smart enough for democracy. Coercion is therefore necessary. You see, what is the lure of scientism? Scientism grants sinful man his greatest longing, which is ultimate sovereignty and autonomy. For through science, man is granted knowledge whereby he can predict, plan, And control his environment. You think about that. Man despises the thought that there's a God that created this universe. And he controls everything. To think of the thought that history is nothing but an unfolding of the purposes of God. To think that his life is constrained by God's moral law. To think that his purpose on this earth is to give glory to Jesus Christ and that he is not in control and that God can at any time invade this earth and supersede the laws of science. 
You talk to them. Who they hate miracles. You know they. You're telling me that God can violate the laws of science. They hate that. That God can invade at any time and judge them. They hate the thought of a sovereign almighty God that they must give an account to. You see, they want to control their own life. Therefore, man, autonomous and rebellious, scientific man, has declared himself to be his own God. And through scientism, he has his own gospel with the power to heal and save, granting man total sovereign Control as he progresses to his scientific utopia. And all of this, hear me, without any infringement upon man morally. This is the hinge pin. You see, the glory of scientism is that man can have it all and be free from any being superior to him, free from any cosmic teleology to bind him to a purpose outside of his own pleasure and will. The salvation of the modern Messiah of science is provided By doing away with God. Therefore, men become free from any guilt for supposed sin because there is no God to sin against. He said, science offers the forgiveness of sin, not through blood atonement, but by doing away with the God that you sinned against. It's just a substitution in every respect to the truth of Christianity. And the truth of scientism indeed makes free. Not free from sin, but free from God's law. And although there are awful consequences and possibilities to embracing the worldview of scientism. Oh, as one man said, to imagine a world with or without God is an awful prospect. Some of you may have seen that little movie Ben Stein made called Expelled. Do you remember that professor in there? I think his name was Will Provine. Do you remember him? He had gotten cancer. Cancer in his brain. And he said, if it ever comes back, I will blow my brains out. And this man was an honest atheist. And I can remember him bitter, offended with God. And there's a scene of him as he's pacing back and forth in his lecture hall at wherever he taught. And he's saying, I acquiesce. If there is no God, there is no meaning. 
If there is no God, there is no free will. I'm dancing to my DNA. I embrace it. He says, if there is no God, there is no foundation for rationality. There is no justification for human dignity. He said, I admit and embrace all of the consequences of scientism. An honest atheist. And you see, those are the consequences you can't do away with Jesus and the Bible and all the Sunday school stories and still keep your logic and your science and your rationality and the uniformity of nature and human dignity and morality. You can't have it if you do away with God. But this man, he said, I understand the ramifications and the consequences, but nevertheless, I embrace it. Why is that? Because according to the honest atheist who is a faithful zealot of scientism a world without meaning and free will and self-conscious rational thought and knowledge and absolutes and human dignity is better than a world with the Christian God you see this is at the root scientism we will not have this man Jesus Christ to rule over us oh yes we understand that it's either we believe in that which is scientifically impossible or we bow our knee to the God that we know exists but because they love their autonomy That's what it's all about. That's what it's always been all about. And that's what it'll continue to be all about. Man is not committed to science, logic, rationality, or philanthropy. He's committed to his godhood. And science is one of the best means to justify him rejecting God and serving himself. Let's stand here this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, but you've revealed them to babes such as us. We pray that we would be established in the truth, that you would make of us faithful and true witnesses for Christ, that we would be unmoved and unashamed. Lord, we pray that you would grant us courage, Lord, boldness, that your all-victorious love be shed abroad within our hearts that we might stand against the spirit of this age and be faithful unto thee and thy word unto the end. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll take a short break and come back for church.